Welcome to the Mag Mutual podcast. This is Steve Adubato, and back by popular demand for an encore uh, broadcast, we're joined by Dr. Lisa Lefkowitz, who is a board-certified internal medicine specialist at Laureate Medical Group in Metro Area Atlanta, and a member of the medical faculty at Mag Mutual. Doctor, so great to have you with us again. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. You know, we're going over a case study as we're reading it. It's just complex, uh, significant. And also, this is a case involving an actual medical malpractice case involving a physician that was actually insured by Mag Mutual. Tell us the basic parameters of this case, and then we'll get into it deeper. Sure. So the case involves um, an elderly male in his 70s who had been hospitalized a number of times after having had surgery. Um, he was hospitalized with some urinary problems, some pneumonia, other issues, and uh, just continued to not feel well. And when he was discharged from the hospital, he was seen by uh, his physician, outpatient, and um, was treated again for a pneumonia. He ended up uh, having a uh, cardiovascular collapse that same evening, and he ended up uh, unfortunately dying of what's called a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in your lungs. Okay, so the allegations here, let's go through them. It's it's failure to do a whole range of things. Dr. Layout, failure to do what? So this, like you said, it's an interesting and complicated case because the patient had been hospitalized three times. So um, the allegation against the magmutual physician is the outpatient physician, okay? So we're talking about the doctor the patient saw after he was hospitalized. Um, the lawsuit also interestingly included a lot of the hospitalization, but the magmutual physician is the outpatient doctor that the patient saw afterwards. So after he was discharged from the hospital, he went to see his doctor and um, that doctor uh, the plaintiff is alleging, failed to consider that the patient now had a blood clot in their lungs, that they failed to order the appropriate test, they failed to refer them to the hospital back again, et cetera, to diagnose this blood clot. But, but doctor, as I'm reading about the case again as, as a non-clinician, my understanding is that the patient refused hospitalization at a certain point, correct? Exactly. So the allegation is not actually correct. So the physician as an outpatient did say to this patient, we think you're best dealt with in the hospital again. And unfortunately, that patient didn't go back. For what reasons, we don't know. Maybe he just refused or had already been in the hospital three times, didn't want to go back again, but that was the appropriate place to get the evaluation that he needed. And I can go over what that evaluation is when you please, want to. Please, doctor. Yes. So, um, so just to go back a minute, patients who have had surgery, elderly patients who are suffering with certain symptoms. So there's a list of symptoms. There's something called the Wells criteria, the Geneva criteria, certain symptoms, for example, shortness of breath, elevated heart rate, they've had surgery, they're older, you must consider a pulmonary embolism. And these symptoms were actually present in this patient during his hospitalizations. So during his last two hospitalizations, especially the last one, he had all these symptoms. So the evaluation that you do for blood clots in the chest, I believe should have been done at that time. 
it's always hard when you go in retrospect, you say, well, here he died of a PE, when should it have been diagnosed? But the patient had plenty of opportunities to show his care providers that he was having these symptoms. So um, I believe that he actually had his blood clot in the lungs around the time between March 9th and March 12th. Uh, the patient went to see his primary care provider on the 14th. It's complicated because on the 12th, he received a CAT scan and that CAT scan showed a pneumonia. So they thought they were dealing with an infection. Um, sometimes they can occur in concert. You can have an infection and you can have a blood clot. Again, complicated case. Um, so I believe that at the time he received the CAT scan of the abdomen, if he had received a CAT scan of his chest, they would have seen the blood clot. So again, looking back, um, it, it's I'm not going to say easier, but you have the advantage of uh, perspective. What could or should the physician insured by MagMutual have done? So we are going to the visit where the patient came and saw him um, after he was discharged. Um, the patient had a high heart rate. It's called tachycardia. When you have tachycardia. a high heart rate, tachycardia, it's not normal. It's not normal to have a high heart rate. That should have alerted this doctor. Then the patient was just still not feeling well. If he was treated for pneumonia and had antibiotics, should have been getting better. So the doctor did do a few things I think that were good. He ordered a chest x-ray. He examined the patient. He did tell the patient, go to the hospital. He said, there's more going on here. What could he have done? Perhaps if considering the diagnosis of the PE, the pulmonary embolism, he could have said that directly to that patient. He could have said, I'm mm -hmm. really worried you might have a blood clot in your lungs. This needs to go straight to the hospital and get a CAT scan of your lungs and then document that. So the doctor could have said, I'm documenting that I think you could have a blood clot. And if you don't go to the hospital, that's not my recommendation, for example. And then there probably would not have been any fault on his end because he did recommend it. You know, so helpful, the information you're providing. By the way, this is the uh, Mag Mutual podcast. Steve Anabata here with Dr. Lisa Lefkowitz. Um, I'm curious because there are cases where physicians do all the right things. You know, they, they check every box, everything you laid out. Um, they deal with that appropriately. And there's a bad, they're, they're still not the best outcome. It's a bad outcome. How do we differentiate between doing all the right things and there's a bad outcome versus, you know what, we, we I think we missed this or we missed that. We could have or should have done this or that. This is this is not a case from your perspective where everything that was done was done the way it should have been done, correct? Right. So there's a piece here which is called post-operative care. Um, so there are some important studies. One is out of Sweden, for example, that show you know patients who are suffering cardiopulmonary, so lung and heart issues after surgery, over thirty percent of them have pulmonary embolism. You know these are patients who you know suffer serious disease and death, thirty percent. So you know seeing patients after surgery is a big deal. We have to be really, really careful that they're getting better. So there's a difference between a patient just 
coming after surgery and they've had some pain and they're healing and everything's good or everything's not good. Um, and if the patient is not doing well, clinically or otherwise, our red flag should go up. So, and we have to do everything possible. So that's where you differentiate between something you can help with and something you can help with. Now, if the doctor said, okay, I think you might have a blood clot and did a CAT scan and there's no blood clot. And then the patient had a heart attack that night because the patient is older and has suffered many illnesses. There's nothing really more that we could do. The other piece is when patients are real sick like this after surgery, they don't want to have to go back to the hospital. It's hard, but we really must counsel them appropriately about that. That's the right place for people like this because outpatient, it's really hard to work this up. They have to go back to the hospital, even though they may not want to. I think one of the things in this case may have also been a language barrier. The patient, I believe, was French speaking and the wife was French speaking. And there may have been an issue where, um, you know, there was a language barrier there and maybe things were not completely understood. So I did put in my notes that maybe it's a good idea to get an interpreter or another family member um, and have that extra five, 10 minute discussion to make sure they really understand why the doctor's concerned. And why the doctor very much wanted the patient to be in the hospital. Yes. Now, going back to the last hospitalization, because the patient again had three hospitalizations, I do believe that that's when this issue should have been diagnosed, which is not our doctor's fault. However, since it wasn't picked up by that particular hospitalization, he must or she must then pick it up. So, you know, again, it's unfortunate that our doctor was left with that, but those are sometimes the situations yeah. we're put in. We're sometimes put in a situation where something wasn't picked up and we have to pick it up. Mm. Would it have been too late? Um, I believe at this point, you know, you have an older patient, sick with multiple things, just had surgery. It's already a cascade of issues where they have increased blood clotting. You know, this might have been an issue that our doctor may not have been able to do anything to prevent, but at least we try. Yeah. Doctor, again, complex. It's it's so easy to say how complex it is, but you're making it clear how complex this case is and what could have and should have been done differently. Uh, Doctor, I want to thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. It was really interesting. Thank you for having me. That was more interesting listening to you um, and and trying to understand. And I'm, I'm confident that our Mag Mutual audience, uh, the folks, particularly our physicians, learned a lot. Um, thank this you. I did, been... have, I did sure. have one more comment on the case. I don't know Absolutely. if we have one more minute. So uh, there's, there is one blood test. I want to just mention for you know, any physicians listening, um, there's a blood test that can be done to determine whether a patient has a blood clot in their lungs. It's called a D-dimer, D-D-I-M-E-R. That's a test that was never done. And that could have been done at any time. Again, it's a hospital test. It's not sure. something that our doctor could have done outpatient, but it would have been done had he referred that patient back to the hospital. So something always to think about for you know, our providers listening is ordering a D-dimer because if that D-dimer is high, 
that patient may have a pulmonary embolism. It's an easy test to do. It's mm -hmm. a lab test that we can do. Sorry, I didn't mention it earlier. Uh, Don't be sorry. I'm, the, the important thing is that you did get that in, and I, I want to thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. To our audience, we thank you for listening to another edition of the MAG Mutual Podcast. This is Steve Adubato. We thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.